This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is The Rita Cosby Show. I know your name is Rita, because your perfume is smelling sweet. And more hostages have been released from Gaza. Twelve people today, uh, ten of them were Israelis, two were foreign nationals, not Americans. Uh, so far in this latest group, just one American, Abigail Erdan, who is four years old, has been released. But there are said to be now, according to the White House, eight or nine at least other Americans we're hearing that two of them are women and the others they believe are men. But clearly, it looks like Hamas is holding on to the Americans. The question is, will they release them? These continuing releases are supposed to happen at least now for another few days. We'll see if they continue. Uh, we'll see if any more Americans come out of this batch. Will they release any of the men so far, the only guy um, that I have seen is that guy who's Russian. And that's because, guess what? Iran and Russia are friends. And they said they did it because they have such a good relationship with Russia and they appreciate Russia's support of Iran. Um, I'm even surprised they took anybody who was of Russian descent because of the love affair between Iran and Putin. But he did get out, that one guy. And so far, we're wondering who else is going to come out because there's about 170 hostages that are still left. And right now, it's supposed to go for at least one more day. Then there's discussions about it continuing for a few more days as long as Gaza, uh, the folks there, the Hamas terrorists that they release, at least 10 a day is sort of the agreement. The question is what 10 will come out? We don't know. The Israelis typically don't know until they get like a list the day before. They don't know at this point if it's going to extend more than one more day. This is the latest round. It's supposed to go for another day, but we'll see. Um, And in the middle of all this, of course, they are working very, very hard to see what will be the next phase. We're seeing, of course, Joe Biden, I think, no surprise, seems to be waffling a bit. The latest word is that the U.S. is urging Israel to refocus their attacks after this ceasefire is over. So, in other words, please make sure you don't go after southern Gaza is one of the comments. Also, there's some reports, and, you know, we don't know. You know, it's hard to say what's true. 
but that, of course, Hamas is trying to get weapons through some of these aid trucks that are coming in through northern and southern Gaza, being sent by Israel, being sent by Egypt, being sent by America, a lot of these countries. So a lot of them are trying to figure out, well, what is going on? Um, And in the middle of all of this, they are also trying to find out what is the latest with the youngest hostage that was taken. Um, This is this little boy named Kafir. He was taken also with addition to all of this. He was taken with his sister. He was taken with also his parents. And you see his cute little face. His picture has been all over the place on these hostage posters. Um, I remember I had Shahar Azani. He was the former Israeli consulate spokesman on. And he showed me this picture of little Kafir. He sort of symbolizes just the brutality of these monsters that took all of these people hostage, women and children and others. We're also hearing stories that now uh, the attackers, these ruthless thugs when they were getting some of the kids they were forcing them to watch the video of the attacks can you imagine and they were also saying hey if you start crying they were putting a gun to some of the kids head that were held hostage saying if you cry again we're going to shoot you and if you don't tell your brother or so and so else to stop crying we're going to shoot him too so it doesn't sound first of all obviously they're monsters and thugs for taking the kids and women and anybody hostage, but apparently they were pretty brutal to a lot of them. And in some cases, we're not feeding them well. We're making them sleep on like steel benches. That was their way to sleep. We're telling them again uh, when they leave to make sure you give me a hug or give me a wave. So the world would see, oh, well, maybe they're not so bad. And there's a story also of an Israeli mom who they were asking, hey, if you want to see your child, you need to write us a letter and thank us for taking such good care of your child while he was in captivity. Just the, like, mental brutality and disgusting nature of these people. So apparently she was forced to write some letter to say, thank you for taking care of my child, holding him hostage, like a monster and an animal. But these people just have no limits to their mental torment and physical torment. And now we don't know where little Kafir is. He was 10 months old when he was taken. Apparently he and his family at this point, they don't know where he is. And there are reports tonight that Hamas is essentially saying that he's not with them, that he's with another terrorist group, that they handed him over to another terrorist group. There were also reports early on that Iran wanted some of the hostages. We don't know. Does Iran have them? Is it Islamic Jihad? Or is Hamas just using that as an excuse so they don't have to hand over all the hostages now to say, oh, well, we don't really know where they are. Uh, You got to look for them. What a horrible, disgusting situation this is. And here is one of the family members. This is a sister and cousin uh, pleading for the release of little Kafir. Take a listen, because everyone is praying that he gets out uh, maybe in the next 24 hours or at least next day or two. Take a listen. Every day there is a danger to their life. Um, they must be released as soon as possible. Maybe it's part of a psychological war against us. I have no idea. Um, it's working really good because the last four days has been completely nightmare for us. This has been 52 days for a baby and a boy in 
captivity. There is no precedent in modern history for something like this. We, we need you to understand that these are not just pictures, okay? This is a real baby there. And remember that we've lost so much already, okay? Their grandparents have been killed, massacred. Their home has been tarnished. So they have so much to, to, to go through already. The, the, the future is not bright here. Yeah, it is not bright. And people are wondering, why would you not release the youngest baby? And what kind of care are they giving also to a young child, a 10-month-old baby who is now 11 months old? Because, of course, they've been in captivity for quite some time. But who takes a 10-month-old baby and who who's taking care of the baby? Is the mother with the baby? We don't know. Are they separated? Is the family separated? Is there some Hamas terrorist who's taking care of a 10-month-old baby? I mean, this is just, it, it is it just defies the conscience. And here is an aunt of also that family. Take a listen, because they don't know, is the family together or are they not? We do know that they separated women and children. We do know that they were uh, kidnapped separately. Yarden, the father, was kidnapped first, and then they entered the house, the safe room. He he went outside to protect his family and was ki- hurt and kidnapped, and then they entered inside and found Shiri, my cousin, and her two children, and kidnapped them as well. So we don't know if they're together. They don't know if they're together, if they're separate. They have no idea. Um, and I want to play cut number 12. This is former Israeli ambassador Danny Danan, because, boy, has it been difficult for Israel to negotiate with basically monsters. Take a listen. It's uh, very hard for the families and for the entire people in Israel, because every day we get the list of the people who are supposed to be released. And even now, a few hours uh, ahead of us, we don't know if those who are actually supposed to come to Israel will arrive. So Hamas is a very vicious, cynical terrorist organization, and they use psychological uh, terror against our people. Uh, And also the families, you know, we spoke with the families that uh, were reunited, and we heard horrible testimonials about the way they were treated. You know, every night when you see the, the release, they look human because they escort the hostages to the car of the Red Cross. But that's a show. That's a show. Hmm. Basically, they're torturing our people. You know, I don't want to go into details of starvation and other things. We heard uh, the testimony of a 12 years old that he was beaten up every day. They made him see videos of the massacre of October 7th. Uh, So we we know with whom we are dealing. That's why we are committed to continue with the war efforts until we eradicate evil. You know, we're doing our best to rescue as many hostages as we can. But we never forget that the goal of the war is to eliminate Hamas, and we intend to do it. Yeah, you cannot lose sight of the goal. And this is not a time for Biden to get weak-kneed. It's also not a time for Americans to get weak-kneed in the schools and teach what's right and what is wrong. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Adam, line one. Uh, Adam, where is this going? Well, 
I, you know, I was trying to call about another subject. The House committee and Steve Bannon and Jim Jordan, they were both subpoenaed, and they didn't appear before the uh, House, but uh, Hunter Biden is. And the Republicans seem like they don't want him to appear now. Well, Adam, since you, know, you switch, so, hang on, since yeah. you switch the topic, but I will get to Hunter later. But I'll tell you, the reason that they're saying they don't want him to appear right away, they first want to spend time with him behind closed doors because then you can zero in on your questions. Then you can be much more effective when it goes to a public. They're not saying we don't want him publicly. They just say the rules are uh, that first you have him behind closed doors. You question him, you hone in on questions, and then you know exactly what to ask him when it gets publicly. He can't be dictating the rules. He's a witness. He's he should be complying. But uh, but but you seem to obviously have a. What do you think that he's? What do you think he's Mother Teresa? Your thoughts, Adam? I know I, I know uh, Comer. You know he hasn't come up with nothing yet. So he's going to spin whatever he information Mister Hunter gives him. So, you know, that's why he wants to come public immediately. You can ask him the same questions in public that he can ask him in private. Nah, well, sometimes you, you know? can grill people. Say, I disagree with that, Adam. Sometimes you can grill. You can get things behind closed doors first, follows leads, and then when it becomes public, then you can ask the questions. I think at some point it should be public. I agree with you, at least the public part. And I think Comer agrees, too, at some point it should be public. But first, he wants to have it behind closed doors because there's a lot of questions he has. Because guess what? They keep defying the subpoenas left and right. So, you know, uh, they haven't complied. And now suddenly a witness doesn't decide which way things go. It should be, hey, this is the process. Follow the rules. If you have nothing to hide, follow the rules. And so, by the way, I do hope for everybody's sake that he comes forward because there are a lot of unanswered questions. And boy, would it be great to hear them finally. We're going to continue your calls, everybody, whatever the topic, 1-800-848-9222. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory... Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. This is the Rita Cosby Show. So is President Biden getting wobbly with Israel? And also, what needs to be done with these crazy protesters who now are trying to disrupt funerals? And also, they're planning this big thing tomorrow with the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree. We can't have Christmas. We can't go shopping. Rosalind Carter can't have a funeral because they're protesting about Gaza uh, I mean, where where are the limits of these people? These people are so out of control and they're threatening now, as we know, uh, a teacher 
in a high school, so she's hiding because she showed up, dared to show up at a peaceful pro-Israel rally. Uh, Things are so out of control and spiraling out of control, and it doesn't seem like this president has a handle of it. And also, where is this headed? Because Hamas is clearly in control because they are controlling the hostages right now. At what point does Israel say, "Uh uh-uh, and no more, or hand us over the rest of them, or else? I think about how different it could have been had Biden done that to begin with, even though he's somehow taking credit for it. Nobody else is mentioning him, just him, and his people are mentioning because he mentioned it. But the other countries are saying, oh, thank you, Qatar. Thank you, Egypt. Thank you, this. I don't hear them saying, oh, President Biden, thank you for getting these hostages out. You could bet he is trying to do whatever he can. The CIA director right now is over in Qatar talking to Mossad and also talking to Hamas uh, through mediators there because they're trying to get those Americans out. And so far, this president doesn't seem to have a lot of luck. And he seems to be getting a little soft on Israel. And that's a huge issue. Let's go to Joaquin in Pennsylvania. Joaquin, your thoughts. Hey, Rita, I'm going to tell you the truth. I think that Biden is the cause of everything that's going wrong there. Because I'm going to go back to the first night you had that young man there. I think his name was Aaron. Yep, Aaron, who called in the uh, IDF soldier. Yeah. Yes. Okay. They were ready to go. Okay. If they were going to get these hostages back, the best move would have been to do it right away. Because I think, uh, unfortunately, Hamas played this out, that they knew that they could use these hostages to extend this thing out. And now they're going to keep they're going to keep doing this. And uh, I feel so horrible for these poor people, what they must be enduring. But unfortunately, and then, of course, Joe Biden flies over there right away. And. Yeah, and you then know, has, and then has, they suddenly kind of wait a little bit. Isn't that interesting? You know. Well, yeah. Basically, I heard somebody say that you know, with Joe Biden being there, Israel wouldn't attack. Right, right, right. Well, and uh, and Joaquin, I agree with you that his waffling all over the place, and they were clearly ready. Like you said, when we spoke to Aaron that night, remember uh, they were waiting right there, and you could see them amassing. What military says? Okay, we're gonna amass. And then suddenly, wait, 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 wait. And everybody was wondering, what's the holdup? They didn't really know. Uh, That's not the way to go. And also, what it also did was allow Hamas, clearly they knew there would be some attack and they were planning, whether it's mines on the street or countermeasures, they knew that Israel would come back in. But it gave them even more time to do that. And this drip, drip, drip in foreign policy is not the way to go. And this president has not been leading from the front. I agree with you. Rita Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And this is the Tunnel to Towers Foundation Support Our Heroes segment with a powerful story coming from Farmington, Connecticut, where a local nonprofit retirement facility honored its veterans who have served their country and heralded the community's only World War II veteran with a prestigious honor. 
resident veterans at Middle Woods of Farmington Senior Living Community were honored at a special appreciation event held right around Veterans Day. And the gathering featured heartfelt acknowledgement of the dedication and sacrifice offered by Americans' veterans, also the residents, their team members, and, of course, their beloved families. For longtime World War II naval veteran Joe Charbonneau, the event included the unexpected surprise of a beautiful handmade quilt from Quilt of Valor, which was presented in his honor. The veteran who served in both World War II and the Korean War received his quilt in recognition and appreciation of his great military service as a radar man in the U.S. Navy. He served on three different ships, uh, including the last one, which was a 557-foot aircraft carrier that carried 1,200 sailors and also pilots. He was one of a 13-man radar team that worked around the clock during his years in the Navy. And how beautiful to see that he was honored with this beautiful quilt. He said, quote, I was totally surprised. I never expected something like this. It's the nicest surprise I've ever had in my whole life. In addition, uh, a new American flag for the community was also presented. And by the way, uh, during his time there, uh, he also helped care for uh, raising the American flag, lowering it in the community at different times, helping other veterans within the community, and is a real, real leader there and has worked tirelessly not just to help veterans and the military during his time in service, but obviously afterwards as well. And how beautiful to see this great World War II and Korean War veteran honored in such a magnificent, magnificent way. And everybody, please help America's heroes. They need your help. All you have to do is donate $11 a month to the great Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Simply go to T2T.org. That's T number 2T.org. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation is honoring Veterans Day by providing mortgage payoffs or mortgage-free homes for 50 hero families. These 50 homes are in 26 different states across the country and will help catastrophically injured veterans, Gold Star families, and fallen first responder families with prior military service. In 2023, the foundation is providing housing assistance and services to more than 3,000 of America's homeless veterans. Visit T2T. T.org to learn more and donate $11 per month. That's T, the number two, T.org. And I can't say enough about the great Tunnel to Towers Foundation does so much to help our military and first responder heroes. Again, it's just $11 a month. T2T.org, T2T.org. Well, we're talking about this new news that Hunter Biden, the son of President Joe Biden, now says via his attorney that he is willing to be interviewed by lawmakers in the House Oversight Committee, but he said he wants it done in public. His attorney wrote a letter uh, to James Comer, the head of the Oversight Committee, the chairman, and he said the president's son will answer any pertinent and relevant questions that lawmakers had, but said that it must take place at a public committee hearing. 
He said he doesn't want to see leaks. He doesn't want to see all these other things. Doesn't want to see it behind closed doors. Uh, Comer quickly rejected Hunter Biden's offer, saying that he must appear first for a closed door deposition, which is scheduled for December 13th, while leaving the possibility of public testimony in the future. Uh, Comer said in a statement, Hunter Biden is trying to play by his own rules instead of following the rules required of everybody else. That won't stand with the House Republicans. It's also an interesting note because you would think, yeah, it's great to have him testify publicly. And I certainly hope, as I just said, that that moment happens. But you also have to remember that they're at an extreme disadvantage because Comer has been asking for tons of documents. In fact, there are 82,000 emails, apparently, with pseudonyms, with these fake names that Joe Biden was using when he was communicating while he was the president. That's really fishy. You know, we talked about some of these ones before where he would, like, use a name and then he was reaching out, sometimes CCing Hunter about speeches that were going to happen in Ukraine. I mean, there's some very fishy things that were tied to Hunter's business. And you wonder, why is he CCing him on this? Why is he messaging him here? Was it all to cover up business deals? We don't know. But we know that Comer's committee has been asking constantly for these emails and they won't turn them over. Why not turn them over if there's nothing to hide? Apparently, the White House is stonewalling tooth and nail. And so you want to be able to ask a lot of these questions under oath in a deposition, privately, maybe get some answers, then you know when you go out publicly, if you want to put the person as a public witness, then you have at least a time frame, you have some elements, you know where to go. Maybe he said something explosive under oath, maybe he wouldn't comment, that might say it all. I mean, there's a whole bunch of different ways that things could go, but it puts you at a disadvantage if you don't get this sort of preview opportunity to go at the witness, and then you can hone it in later based on his answers or where he's going or based on what he said under oath again, hey, now we'll put you publicly under oath. So I understand where Comer's going, and you don't really want a witness, let alone somebody like Hunter Biden, to be dictating the terms of how you do your investigation. So it's an interesting point. But here is Corinne Jean-Pierre, the White House press secretary. So she was asked about it today. Now, remember, she's always been, oh, I won't talk about the president's family. I won't talk about this. I won't talk about that. But today she did chime in. Listen to this. I probably saw the headlines when we took off that Hunter Biden's attorney, Abby Lowell, has offered to testify. But publicly, does the White House support that? Will White House counsel advise him? And should a witness get to uh, negotiate under those terms on how, how they should be able to testify? You know, here's what I'll say about that is House Republicans should should really focus on American families instead of the president's family. That's what Americans want to see. They want to see. We just had a a few minutes about talking about lowering costs and what matters to the American people uh, um, just a second ago. And that's what they should be focused on. Focus on the American families and their needs and what they want. Uh, and not the president's family. Anything else that's related to this, I would certainly refer you to the White House counsel. So you can talk about any family, just not the president's family, because, you know, he's only the president of the United States. Nothing to see there. And here is an interesting take. Um, This is Carrie Krupik, uh, legal editor. And this is what she had to say 
about the comment by Hunter Biden's lawyer. She actually said it's it's kind of a tricky move that he's making. Listen, I think what's very interesting about Hunter's lawyer's response here is one that it's a pretty risky. It's a pretty calculated risky move. And here's why he knows that. If Hunter appears before committee, before cameras, you know, live on TV, he knows that the members are not going to help be able to help themselves. And they're going to make it all about one person. And who is that person? Joe Biden, his father. They're going to be thinking at 2024. So I think what Abby Lowell is trying to do here is uh, think he's what he's doing is putting Hunter in a position where he can squeak by possibly as a sympathetic character. And he's banking on the members making a bit about his father, because at the end of the day, Hunter is his client, not Joe Biden. So it's a pretty interesting move because, again, if Hunter appeared behind closed doors, anybody can pull up those that interview. They've been transcribing these interviews so anybody can take those and look at those. And that's when they really get into the nitty gritty, because these are staff attorneys who typically conduct these interviews. So it's not the grandstanding that we normally see in these hearings. They really get down to all the nuts and bolts. And that's not something as a lawyer you want. It is an interesting move by Hunter Biden's attorney to say, let's put Hunter Biden out there uh, to comply. It is a subpoena, of course. He should be complying, although I don't think Merrick Garland's uh, DOJ is going to enforce any sort of subpoena. Usually, obviously, that would be the case if somebody violates a subpoena, doesn't want to respond. It's an interesting move to say he'll, you know, he'll testify, but he wants to do it publicly. So at least there's one sort of move there. But I also understand why the GOP, on the other hand, says, wait a minute, we need to talk to this witness behind closed doors. We need to hone in. We need to understand this. Uh, They believe he's at the heart of a lot of these huge money deals and money coming in from these rogue individuals tied to rogue countries. Uh, Very suspicious, you know, financial movements, they say. So I think it's an interesting chess match. And I also think that Hunter Biden is now seeming to go on the offense. He's questioning those who are questioning him. He's also trying to become, I think, in his mind, a sympathetic figure saying, you know, why are you bothering poor me? And maybe hoping that by going out publicly or saying that they turned it down, well, I offered You know, you could see sort of the public relations game that he is playing. So this isn't just a legal game. Uh, Hunter Biden is definitely trying to play a PR game. And also the members of Congress are trying to get to the bottom of it. They still have not gotten responses on a whole bunch of money from different banks. They still are trying to get information on a whole bunch of these emails, these pseudonyms that Joe Biden used. A lot lot of evidence not coming over to them. So you can understand why they still want to keep digging. And Hunter Biden is now trying to do the PR spinning. So it's going to be a bit of a showdown, I think, between the Biden family and Congress on this one. What are your thoughts, everybody? 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Stan. Line three. Uh, Stan, where's this headed? Abby Lowell is very, very smart. He's figured this out pretty good. Number one, he doesn't have to say anything in private to these guys. Plead the fifth all the way through, then tell them, now let's go public and we'll talk. 
And that's where he gets them. Because they have nothing. They didn't have nothing for the last month to four months. And they still have nothing, or they would have put it out long ago. No, Abby Lowell's playing it real smart. But there is a risk, absolutely. I would plead the fifth all the way through in private, and then publicly, let's talk, and then they talk, and he talks. And, and you, know, you know what? He might, by the way, that's an interesting strategy. It's or, the only way. Or, because or he's not he going to talk. Yeah, or he might say, you know, I'm not. I'm not going to go behind closed doors, period. It's, it's public. No, you know what think, I said. You know, Abby Lowell's smarter than that. He said, go ahead, but plead the fifth all the way through. Then we'll say, okay, now let's talk. That's when he gets them and so forth, because they got their own problems. But you and, think there's nothing to this, Dan. The way you're talking, you make it no, sound like... No, I like- don't think that. No. Hey, look... Sooner or later, he had to go under, uh, uh, be interviewed by Congress. There's no, no, no I'm it. asking you, do you think there's something to Hunter Biden and the whole case? Do you think this is all, you think this is all just a bunch of smoke? The guy just suddenly gets no, millions of dollars because he's a rocket scientist? Guess, all right, no, let, let me ask, because I want to talk about something else. But I'll tell you, look, uh, was their businesses done with China? And so, yeah, 90% of them didn't happen or didn't go through. They paid fees. But for they got nothing for what they did. I agree. Listen. You don't know they got nothing. How they do you know got, they got nothing? What did the Chinese get? Nothing. There's nothing that shows they got anything. Well, you should, they sure policy. as heck got a soft president. I mean, uh, don't. That's a lot of garbage. Oh, Stan, Stan wait a minute. No, ahead, no, no, ahead. Stan. You, I want to say you, talk you about can, No, hang on. And I'll go get ahead, you to sure, talk no, about it. But ahead, you cannot tell me. That 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 Joe Biden has been like John Wayne against uh, President Xi. You haven't proved a damn thing against the president. There's been if there's been something, where the hell is it? It's been nothing. The they He's haven't been shown like a anything. weeping willow against China. Oh, cry me a river, Rita. Come yeah, on. You, you're kidding me. You think that this guy if has been tough? Rita, how long has this been going on? You think you, you think? got Clint Eastwood? You got like Daffy Duck against oh, the uh, Chinese? The Come on. Thing. Look. Here's the point, okay? So I wanted to talk about quickly something else, but I'll go to this. If they have, look, they were after Hunter Biden. There may be something on Hunter Biden. Oh, who's maybe, a maybe, citizen. maybe just rogue leaders give them millions of dollars look, for the fun of it. What do you get for the money? If you could show me what they got, I'll sit you know down and what? say, you're you right. Know, I'll tell you what it is. They got nothing. Hey, hey, wait Access, a minute, Stan. That means nothing. Stan. Stan, you're a smart guy. Uh, I know hey, that. <laughs> hey, hey. Well, yeah. <laughs> See, there we agree. And so are okay. you. You're a smart woman. Thank you, Stan. But I How to sweet. Talk about but but hang ahead. on, hang on. Right. Son okay, of a bee. Son of a bee. That's what Joe Biden said. Somehow, after I threatened that we'd withhold the aid if they didn't fire that prosecutor who happened to be investigating my son's business, Joe Biden it. said it. Joe that's, Biden that's, that's, said it. What about his own words, Stan? You now don't believe his own words? Joe Biden look, said it. Look, you're looking for money that changed hands and Biden's got it. If you can prove it, show it to me. You haven't proved nothing. None of them. Comer looks like the fool that he is. But I wanted to talk about something else quickly because I know you got to go. Rita Cosby, I'm calling you out. It's time for you to go mano y mano with Liz Cheney because her book has just come out, Oath and Honor. And it's time that you put her on your show instead of these other phonies. Put her on. Take her on one-on-one. Go by the book. Read her book. It's unbelievable. And I want to see you talk to her. And well, by the, the way, I have interviewed Liz Cheney many times in the past. Um, and I did see that her book is making some headlines. I will read it. Um, I will say, obviously, uh, she certainly, as we've seen from some of the January 6th tapes, Seems to, at least the committee, I can't say her, 
Uh, but the committee, for sure, has left a lot of stuff out. And she clearly was on a vendetta to get Trump every which way but loose uh, because she was obviously angry that he made some statements, I think, against her, her father. Remember the whole thing? So she was angry. Uh, but I think the voters of Wyoming uh, resoundingly said what they think of her. And she didn't get reelected, Stan. And then there was talk of her running for president. And that didn't go anywhere either. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see where her book goes. But but I will read it, Stan, as a courtesy to you, because you are such a lovely, kind person on this show. Have her on, Rita. Take her on. If you think you can get her, take her on. Oh, I'm, I'm sure I could get her. The question is, do we want to spend the airtime on that or not? But that's a whole other matter. Do you want to waste the airtime on that? But boy, it'll be interesting, Stan. Thank you very much. I have no problem. You know, I put different people on. Uh, and she certainly will be interesting and illuminating. I'll give you that one, Stan. But also, maybe you need to look into Hunter Biden a little more. If you can do that, I'm willing to read her book. 1-800-848-9222. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. It's the Rita Cosby Show. Well, Stan seems to think that Joe Biden is Jesus, walks on water, and Liz Cheney uh, basically is in the same boat, he thinks. Uh, here's a little flavor. I can, whenever I think of Hunter Biden... This is what I think of. I think of this moment from Hunter Biden, the great philosopher. You know, I spent more time on my hands and knees picking through rugs, um, smoking anything that even remotely resembled crack cocaine. I probably smoked more Parmesan cheese than anyone, (laughs) anyone that you know. I will never look at Parmesan cheese the same again. Uh, let's go to Stefano, line three. Stefano, what a mess this guy is. Uh, yeah, Rita, don't know where to start. Unfortunately, you have very little time. So let's start uh, with the fact that I know you need to put on contradicting people to make interesting radio, but Stan's not interesting anymore. Everybody knows him like a book. Before he even starts talking, we know where he's going. Besides that, he should know that uh, Biden's mantra and, and his son's mantra should be the same as Adam's, which is show me the money. Secondly, if he so believes in the DOJ, FBI, Justice Department, and he thinks that these guys are so thorough, then let him tell me who he thinks in the past, I'm going to go as far as 10 years, has been more, let's say, scrutinized by any of those departments, including the IRS, than Trump. And if you can't figure out that a guy like that has to be squeaky clean, then you haven't figured out anything. Because this guy is, by half of the country, the most hated guy in the world. He's got everybody against him. He's got everybody looking at everything he's done. And they haven't found anything. They've been throwing stuff against the wall, hoping something sticks for years. They had to fabricate stuff to get him. So I think it's absolutely ridiculous. Well, and and you know what, Stefano, to your point, the double standard is so blaring. I mean, 91 counts against Trump. I don't think they're done yet. Um, And yet, you know, so far, uh, we're wondering what's happening with Hunter Biden. 
and he's trying to play the sympathy card. You know, and people like Stan are buying that sympathy left and right.